Welcome to the Love, Sex and Freedom podcast. This is where you're going to discover how to bring awakening into the body and into everyday life through powerful tantric teachings. Get ready to release, open and step into your true power. I want to tell you a secret. So coming from a woman who was always very loved and cherished from her father, right? I never had the usual insecurities of women, of like, does he love me, does he not? So even if a man is rejecting me, there's a part of my being that doesn't even take it as a rejection, right? I'm almost overly confident. So though the men who I've come across who are like men that I know other women have come across, right, who seem to be flaky or avoidant or non-committal or too young or whatever it is. Like both my last partners have been, one was 10 years younger than me and you're six or seven years younger than me. I went, I go for the younger ones now. I went for the older ones when I was in my 20s and 30s. <laughs> Just a good tip. And And what I notice is that Women will say to me things like, oh, yeah, but he's not committal or he's he's a player, right? There is no man on earth. Imagine if you had this belief. There's no man on earth who wouldn't fall helplessly in love with me, right? Because I actually believe that and... My second partner, who was this gorgeous, drop-dead gorgeous shaman who every woman wanted, had never had a partner till he was 40 when he met me. And he'd pretty much committed his life to spirit and to service and that was it. I just wouldn't take no for an answer because I wasn't taking his no personally. I knew that it was just because he had his own barriers. So what I'm suggesting here is assume that every man will fall helplessly in love with you if he's in balance. So if he's not helplessly in love with you, you've just got to keep initiating him, right? If you just keep loving a man, and I'm not referring to being a puppy dog. What I'm referring to here is having your own healthy masculine, where actually when you have that, you understand that you're not courting his man. You're not courting the masculine, You're courting the feminine. The feminine in all of us, in men and women, wants to be fully chosen, wants to be swept off her feet, wants to be loved, wants to be cherished, and wants to be chosen even when she's not choosing. Even when she's storming out the door, she wants you to go and follow her, right? That lives in men and women. And the feminine's highest priority is relationship. The masculine's highest priority is freedom. The masculine's highest priority in the spiritual world is to find God and and to achieve realization. In the mainstream world, achieve status and money. Sometimes, like the best guy, I reckon, is an embodied spiritual dude who wants both, God and money. That's the kind of guy I want. So in in understanding that, what you need to understand is that when you're not with a man in his physical presence, because this is where most women fuck up, 
you are in your masculine courting his feminine. That means when he doesn't message you, you don't have a meltdown. That means that you're not waiting for him to make all the moves. You are evolved enough in your own masculine to realize that she needs to be courted. So with Aaron, his guy was telling me, I don't want a relationship ever. I don't want to name anything a relationship ever again. I'm open. Um, My commitment is to freedom and I'm happy for us to dance. Okay. Right? (laughs) The first three workshops he ran without me, I had flowers waiting for him at the venue with good good luck on an amazing whatever he was doing, right? Our first weekend together, when he came back to Perth, I booked a five-star cabin in Margaret River, right, and got some really good acid. (laughs) (laughs) So my guy swoons the feminine in men. So spiritual men who were used to women or like player men, popular men who were used to women just waiting for them to do everything – they're suddenly going, who is this? And then obviously my masculine's very strong in work, so I inspire their consciousness and I, I bring them into, into greater service. So when you have this awareness that actually there's a foursome going on in every relationship, so there's my feminine and his masculine, and then there's my masculine and his feminine. And as I said, most of the time when we're out of teaching together, I'm mostly my feminine, but when I'm in my masculine, I'm like taking him places in his work life. I'm holding him and his emotional body. I'm giving him body work and worshipping him. I'm lifting him up and making him feel like a king, right? And I'm, I'm giving him the gifts of my femininity as well in, in, the, in the opposite polarity. So why I say... When you're not with him, this is the other secret. When you're in the physical presence of a man, this is in the courting phase. I'll get to you in a minute. This is in the courting phase. You're all you're in your feminine, right? Completely. You're in your sensuality. You're giving him that experience of what's missing in him that's not as easy to feel, right? And I don't want you to take all this as now you're going to start playing games. I'm telling you now, this is what naturally happens when you have solid inner union within your own being. Because when you have solid inner union in your own being, you're an apricot and you're not an oyster. What do I mean by that? Is most women have this slippery center that's very fragile and that can just get sucked up in a moment, right? But she acts like a tough fucking bitch on the outside, right? She's got that hard shell. I'm good. She doesn't want rejection, so she acts like she's okay. She pretends that she's not longing, right? What does an apricot do? An apricot is the complete opposite. Inside, she is strong and solid as fuck. She's got her practice. She knows she can look after herself, Her masculine is discerning, aware, on purpose. But what's on the outside is this softness and juiciness, right? So when you're with a man, he is feeling the juicy apricot 
nectar of the elixir of your feminine essence. When he's not with you, he's feeling that solid core of the apricot that doesn't go into the usual drama that women go into. And even if you're not going into it via the text messages, he's feeling it just by the head fuck of your text messages. And trust me, every woman that I mentor, I say to her from now on, you're to send me every message before you send it to a man. And every time I'm like, why the fuck are you going to send this? Right? It's, it's either way too long or way too short, inauthentic. And I'm like, what would you say if you were being completely honest right now? What would you say to him from your feminine? Right? And it takes her a while. And then she's like, do you want to be my partner? I'm like, right. You're still saying that through your message. And the reason you don't want to say it is because it's fucked up to ask that after one date. Valid. (laughs) So you're saying all this other shit, but he's feeling that anyway. So then I say, go get into your balls, get into your core. What would he say? She's like, he'd probably say nothing. I'm like, bravo, the message you don't send is much better than the one you do, nine times out of ten. Right? And then when he does want to say something, it's like, and I need to coax that. It's like, do you want to hang out? Okay. Ask him if he wants to hang out. It's okay. It's like, be like Fonzie. Be cool, ladies. Right? (laughs) Guys just want a chick that's cool and that's not going to do the whole head fuck thing. You want to see him? Ask him out. Yeah, let me share. Um, yeah, when we met, I was very much, I was teaching around the world, I had many lovers in many places, and I had, a few years previous to that, I was in a more monogamous relationship, but then after that, like, I really was in my inner union, and I was like, I had lovers, but I'm like, nope, this is here, and I could feel in the different lovers that were there, the ones, pretty much all of them until Raven, that even though they kind of said that they were cool with it, there was still this kind of neediness underneath the surface in communication. And inside of that, there wasn't a part of me that could fully choose them because I could feel that the union that I was feeling inside of me wasn't a reflection of what they knew inside themselves. There was still this part of them that was like needing me to feel filled, to feel validated. And fair enough, that's part of the the human journey. And so in, in meeting, meeting Raven, it was like, oh yeah, I, I could feel this part of me that began to be met. But yet my freedom lover, which was very, very strong at the time, was like, oh, I need my freedom. Like this is really what's going to give me more, more freedom. And even in a moment, like there was a moment here in Bali where I'd reconnected with another lover and, and we made love that night. And we had only, you know, we had gotten together, we were together maybe for, I think a month or so, a very short amount of time. And, it was in my truth in that evening and it was like part of me choosing in that truth and being able to do that and kind of closing some doors with this lover. And the next morning I just completely shared honestly with her like being willing to let go of what love was there. And, and there was a lot that was present. It was beautiful. It was there. But I knew that that value that was high within me, I had to share that and share it authentically. And I shared it and I know she had a process with it. But it was like I could feel that she was holding it in her truth and it was 
validating that part of me that was okay to be in that expression. And all that did was fucking love her so much more because she wasn't trying to push me down and it actually gave way for the the feminine side of me that was really longing for a deeper relationship to be like, ah, you're not going to like, you know, my feminine basically saying, you're not going to kick that freedom lover down in my man and it's okay. So she was validating both parts of me in my own inner union without trying to blame, shame, and be a needy little bitch on the other side. And in doing that, and in sending beautiful flowers, and <laughs> I didn't even really know what was happening, but I was like, <laughs> wow, she's awesome. And it wasn't until, you know, months, months down the road, where she was like, I was just courting your feminine. I'm like, oh, well <laughs> But it felt good because, and, and I completely agree, like the feminine in male bodies and female bodies longed for to be chosen to want a relationship and you know i've we both have journeyed in the world of polyamory and having multiple lovers and all that at the end of the day when i was met consciously in my heart in my emotions in my animal by one being i don't find any desire to have a lot of other women around like i could choose that but i just find it it just to be a head fuck after a while and i feel fully met in this way and because I can feel her her own inner union and in that process when I shared that with her I know part of what she moved through was like her own man holding her feminine letting any of the the frustration any of the fears any of the stuff move through and then to come back to me in honest vulnerable communication and it was such clear vulnerable communication that allowed intimacy to grow but it was an intimacy that had an underlying of I really need you because I don't feel full inside myself so the greatest gift you can give any level of relating is to know your own union here but not to the degree of you're just like oh, I don't need a man I'm, fine. I'm all good you know nothing's good here it's like you're connected but you're still soft and you're and you're alive and you're there available for the love that you know you want to bring into your life Mm, and it can it can feel confusing because you know yesterday I'm saying that you be real with that part of you that wants a man to come in and be in his masculine and now I'm saying you be in your masculine I'm just referring to that stage especially with men who are more on a spiritual path where they need a part of them touched that's not usually touched which is their feminine, right? And in that example Aaron gave, like he didn't know till later that I had a process around that. At the time he thought I was pretty, that it didn't really. Sweet, wow, she's cool. Yeah, she was totally cool with that. (laughs) I was having fucking hernias all night. Like I could feel him connecting with someone. You know, a woman always knows. And I was grieving and raging and crying and my best friend was with me and in the morning I'm like, he was with with this woman last night, he's like, no. I'm like, yeah, he was. But yeah, I I really just held myself in my emotional body and then came back into my center and I could understand. I'm like, you know, I've been around exes before and the energy and the fire is there and I put myself in his shoes and kind of came to that equilibrium. But I couldn't, I wouldn't have been able to do that authentically and sincerely if not for that process. So what we did yesterday is so important to everything. It's like you need to go in and process your emotional body and really hold yourself in it so that then by the time you have a conversation with a man, you're not 
you're not sharing all the process, you're just coming to him with either the objectivity or space holding that's naturally there or a request. And you're not going to know what the request is if you if you haven't done your process. So later down the track, a few months down the track, I was feeling, no, I don't want him to be with women anymore, other women anymore. And he was at a Tantra festival and he'd been connecting with a few women and I could feel that disconnect and, you know, it kind of went from poetry every day to I, I couldn't feel his presence with me and it was an all too familiar feeling. So I said to him, you know, I, I don't want you connecting sexually with other women. And then I got the spiritual guy answer of like, well, you know, we can work through this and this is just taking us to our edge and blah, blah, blah. I listened and I'm like, I'm not interested in going to my edge anymore with this. I want to be fully chosen. I'm okay if you don't want to, but I don't, I don't want you to connect sexually with other women, so it's up to you. And I just totally meant it. I'm like, so if you want to choose me, I'm here. And if not, that's okay. And 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 what he expressed is that naturally it was like, yeah, well, I do, I do just want to fully choose you. But him having that time to express his freedom and even me having that time to just feel it out and experiment with, you know, could I do this? Because I had been in open relationships and then been in a monogamous relationship. I'm like, maybe I want that freedom too. So it's really about approaching relationships like a meditation, you know, where life, communication, making love, you're fully present and growing in your capacity all the time to be with sensation and experience and, and to follow the pulse of that sensation and experience and trust it. So, you know, one of you came up to me this morning and you were expressing that, you know, you had a conversation with your partner last night, ended up way oversharing and this and this and this happened and, and it all kind of went to shit. So what you really want to do is practice continence, which is very difficult for women, emotional continence. It's like the part of us that wants to share everything, share it with your girlfriends, right? All you want to do when you're communicating to your man about the relationship could you please, <laughs> this is really important to me, that's it, right? And then, you know, there's other ways of communicating from vulnerability if it's a different situation and an upset is arising. So, for instance, you know, if, if you're really angry about something or upset about something, rather than going into story about it, you're pausing, you're feeling, you're becoming aware of what you're feeling, and it's like, hey, I'm feeling really sad. And, and so you can share what you feel. It doesn't have to always just go straight to the request. I'm feeling really sad. I need more attention. I need us to have like at least an hour of quality time a day where there's no distractions and that would make me feel cherished. So you're saying how you feel, what you need, and what that would provide you with, right? And, and so really what you're always working with is this understanding that the divine feminine principle moves like the earth, like the naturalness of the earth. And we have roughly four seasons, right? Winter, autumn, summer, and spring. Anger, frustration, fear, and sadness, right? When we're out. Stick to those four. Don't overcomplicate it. So I feel abandoned is not a feeling. 
You're turning yourself into a victim. I feel controlled is not a feeling. You're turning yourself into a victim. I feel, I feel like you don't care about me is not a feeling. It's shaming and blaming. I feel sad, angry, frustrated, upset. And if you follow the naturalness of your body in and out of the bedroom, what ends up happening is that he's getting that vibrational initiation of the divine feminine and feeling alive every time he's around you. And try to have a man not fall in love with you when you're in that state. Because when, you're, when you have the discipline to be in the practice of growing in your capacity to be with your sensations and experiences, by the time you get to the bedroom, you are very responsive. You're not contracted, you're feeling, you're breathing. And, and you know, this is something that I always share with women. The more responsive you are in the bedroom, the better. It's like feel everything, sound, move, breathe, and, and let kundalini energy flow through you. And an important part of that is having a conversation with your man, if you haven't already, about the way that a woman's body works because a lot of men don't know, right? It's like if you've got two pots on the stove – one is a man, one is a woman. You turn the flame on at the same time. One pot's boiling straight away. The other pot takes 20 minutes before it boils, which is the feminine pot. Right. So if you want to be fully alive and fully present and gifting your man with your sexuality, which is what is going to fully open his heart, and the greatest gift we can give a man is our beauty, our sensuality, our sexuality, then he needs to know, hey, darling, it takes about it takes me, P.S. and every other woman on earth, about twenty minutes to warm up, you know. So I need time spent on my body. That doesn't mean he goes straight for the clit and and flicks it for twenty minutes so that he gets you wet and pumps you, right? That means not going to the nipples or the yoni till after at least 15 minutes, you know, we want holding, kisses, touching, teasing, and then the nipples and the yoni. So the men who are coming to the Art of Loving Women will learn that. And, and we also need to stay attuned and ask for what we want because actually you're loving a man better when you're not tolerating. A man wants to know what we need and they just don't know. It's like we're complete opposites. For a woman's sexuality to open, our heart has to be open. So we have to feel safe. We have to feel worshipped. We have to feel a level of devotion. You know, a lot of women say, I can't trust him or I don't know if I can trust him. And the real question is, can I trust myself? Can I trust myself to speak up? Can I trust myself not to tolerate in the bedroom or out of the bedroom. Usually the pattern is that men tolerate out of the bedroom, a woman's blah, blah, blaring, and he's just tolerating and not saying, hey, pause, I'm not a punching bag, and a woman tolerates too much in the bedroom because they're wired so much differently to us, and it's very easy to assume that whatever we're experiencing, someone else is experiencing. So they're ready and hot to go, right? In, in a, We just need to and they're hard. So it's hard for them to understand. Are you hard, baby? So it's hard for them to understand how much warming up we need. 
So, so we, we need to really speak to them about that. And whenever you're talking to your man about what your preferences are in the bedroom, it's good to do it not while you're making love. To have it as a separate conversation and to really say, baby, you know, start with the gratitude. Baby, I really love the way that you're so fiery and primal and take me with your big cock. I love the way you fill me up and I just need you to slow down at the beginning. You know, I need at least 20 minutes of you just touching all of me, looking into my eyes, connecting with my heart and then maybe like toward the end of that 20 minutes, you know, touching or licking my yoni and my nipples so that by the time you go to enter me, my whole body is tremoring for you. <laughs> and, and what I'd also really love is that before you enter me, you say to me, do I have permission to enter you now? And, and then I can just feel into that and feel my full yes. Thanks. <laughs> and it's beautiful. He just, you know, he holds his cock there. He asks, I have time to breathe. And sometimes if I didn't breathe in and if he just went, I, I probably was kind of open enough, right? But you know how sometimes you're open and then they start and then it's like, oh, shit, I wasn't really ready and it's not fully wet inside because it's a scientific fact. So we, we have thousands of nerve endings right, that go from the clitoris all the way through our body. So if a man just goes straight for the clit, it's painful, right, <laughs> or it's just annoying and we're not going to suddenly feel sensation, all those other nerve endings need to be contacted first. And those nerve endings is what's warming up the clitoris and, and warming up the yoni for opening. So don't, unless you've gone through menopause, don't ever use lubrication, because that's just going to put your body into a false sense of safety to be penetrated, yeah? If you're using lubrication and he's entering you but you're not fully open and wet from the inside out, it's going to be painful once he's in, your body's not going to be open, you'll feel contracted and then resentment will come up afterwards. So let's, let's throw out the lube, ladies, unless you've gone through menopause. And, you know, it's beautiful to use cocoa butter and massage oil all over the body like we actually never make love without Aaron massaging me like he'll be making love to me doggy style and massaging my back and my waist and my breasts or you know if he's if he's on top he'll get he'll get the coconut butter and like work his hands all the way up my body and down my legs and it's so beautiful there's never a moment where his genitals are the only thing moving his hands are all over my body and I'm responding and, and, you know, massaging his shoulders and, you know, like giving him lots of energy. So sometimes women can get into this thing of like mistaking surrender for being a mattress fuck, just to put it bluntly. And you can just lay there and do nothing and the man has to do all the work and he's not getting any of your shakti, so he's having to compensate for that with too much flesh and friction right? So you want to be really enlivened. Or, you know, what some women do is they're chasing their clit orgasm. They know exactly how to get it. They go into that position and it's like he could just be a cock on a plank, 
right? We're going to go for it. We know exactly what we need to do. So what you really want to do is you want to be receiving that energy and circulating it. You want to be feeling him fully all the way through your body and responding to him with breath, sound, and movement. Breath, sound, and movement are the three portals into awakening your feminine essence. That that same model of checking in with your animal heart and consciousness to me should apply to any man you make love to. If you're letting him into your womb and into your heart and you're getting naked with a man, you want to be naked from the inside out. Thanks for listening to the Love, Sex and Freedom podcast. For more great free resources, in-person and online workshops and our retreats, Find us on Instagram and Facebook at Embodied Awakening Academy or visit embodiedawakeningacademy.com. See you next time.